from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, a major milestone for Ipswich City Council with the opening of 1 Nicholas Street on June 28. Chair of Council's Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee, Councillor Marnie Doyle, joins the show for an in-depth chat about the entire project which began more than a decade ago, including the latest on the historic Commonwealth Hotel in Union Place. It's Friday, June 11, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. In about 2009, a grand vision for the redevelopment of Ipswich CBD was put forward to the residents and businesses of the city by the mayor and councillors of the day. The first chapter of the redevelopment began with council paying some $45 million to acquire the privately owned Ipswich City Square Shopping Centre, which ironically was not in the shape of a square, but more of a collection of random buildings interspersed with other privately owned commercial property, which stretched from the corner of Brisbane and Bell Streets down to Bremer Street to another separately owned property on the corner of Brisbane and Ellenborough Streets. The reason behind Council's actions at the time stemmed from alleged inaction by the previous owners to start a redevelopment of the city centre in the face of an overall decline in the CBD centred on the Nicholas Street Mall. Along came the Ipswich Regional Centre Strategy, which was developed between Council and the State Government to kickstart and guide the revitalisation of Ipswich City Centre. It began well enough with the construction of the Icon Building, which now stands at the corner of Brisbane and Bell Streets. Fast forward to 2021, and within the originally proposed 10 to 15 year time frame, Ipswich City Council is about to move to its new headquarters to be known as 1 Nicholas Street. Joining the show is Councillor Marnie Doyle, Chairperson of Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee. Thanks for talking with Ipswich today, Councillor Doyle. Good morning and thank you for having me. This week, committee heard the latest progress report on the overall redevelopment of the CBD. Now, apart from the most visible parts of the project being the new admin building, there's a lot of moving parts to this massive project. Can you paint us a picture of the various parts and where they're up to, starting with 1 Nicholas Street? Uh, For sure. And um, as you quite rightly put it, there's lots of moving parts down there. So the administration building uh, sits at the base um, of the Nicholas Street redevelopment there overlooking Tormer Place. Obviously Tormer Place uh, as well as the new library opened last year and has been um, really well received by residents enjoying and, and occupying that space. With 1 Nicholas Street which is the council's administration building now complete staff will move in there on the 28th of June. So 50 South Street um, will no longer be the um, headquarters for Ipswich City Council and and staff will move across to that beautiful new building. Council's given various buildings uh, on the plan names like Eats and Metro B, which I think for the average resident doesn't mean a real lot. Can you put them in more simple terms for us so it's easy to understand which buildings are being talked about? 
Okay, sure. So if, if you are at the bottom of the precinct standing in Tulma Place and you want to uh, head off for a walk up what we used to call our mall, uh, so on the left you have the administration building on, and, and at the bottom of that is the dedicated children's library that will soon open. Continue walking and on the right you have the brand new Ipswich library which is just amazing and continue on and you hit uh, the turn into U uh, Union Place. Now if you turn left and go down Union Place uh, you find on the left the what was the um, Murphy's Old Murphy's Pub which is our beautiful Commonwealth Hotel which has been uh, restored to its former glory. Immediately opposite that is where you find Metro B. Uh, Metro B is under construction at the moment so if, if residents think about you know in the past coming out of Ipswich train station there at Bell Street mm -hmm. heading across the road at the lights you would have walked through what was I think you know City Plaza. City Plaza, Plaza. yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so um, through there is where you'll find um, Metro B it's um, boarded up you can no longer access uh, the mall what is Nicholas Street um, via uh, walking through the plaza. You have to um, walk up through Union Place. Uh, so you have the, the Gordy Green, which is the one of the long-standing uh, tenants within the CBD there. They've endured all of the pain of construction. They're still there open for business and um, the girls are just uh, great with all your office needs. Um, so heading back up then Union Place towards Nicholas Street, on the left, like I said, is Metro B. And that's the, 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 the main tenants that are going in there are, are food outlets. Uh, I would love to be able to give you some of the big names that are going in there. Um, we're, we're not at that point yet because they're still in legals. But think, think uh, foods, restaurants, um, and obviously the, the hotel that will go in the old um, Commonwealth Hotel. Okay, then we'll take us back around the corner then into Nicholas Street proper and continue uh, walking up to Brisbane Street for us. So as you head up, you will come to what is uh, on the right will be a further, um, uh, so on the right, Eats Precinct, um, and then you'll um, continue up and you'll hit what will become our Entertainment Precinct. Um, so think cinema, go-karts, bowling... So this is where the cinema, this is where Birch, Carol and Coyle was with their yes. multi-screens and then yeah. underneath that was uh, some form of retail in, in, in past years. So, yeah, that's right, Harvey Norman. Yeah, um, yeah. On, the, on the corner again, we have a long-standing tenant there, which is a Terry White chemist. Uh, so all of that precinct will become uh, entertainment and food. Uh, what that ultimate tenancy mix looks like isn't confirmed as yet. I'm sure you're aware um, there is, there has been an expression of interest uh, out there for a cinema to go back into where the old cinema was. Again, what that cinema, if it goes ahead, looks like, whether it's four boxes or, or right up to eight, um, possibly ten boxes. But it is a big area up there and a lot of space has been identified that wouldn't be needed to be used by a cinema. Uh, so we're looking again at all options, you know, and if you think if you were able to walk through where the old cinema was out onto Allenborough Street, um, bordering Allenborough Street there, there's um, within the old cinema complex, there, there might be space for commercial or, or medical Okay. Um, well, I think most well, residents who are familiar with with that part of town years gone by, when it was part of the original Ipswich City Square, would 
would mm. certainly be familiar with your descriptions. And so, so thanks for that little walking tour in our mind. Let's talk about a couple of specifics. The Commonwealth Hotel, the old Murphy's Pub, as you said. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a project that politically had to happen while under council ownership. You've given us mm. a, an update. We've seen some pictures in, uh, in the media this week of uh, a couple of behind-the-scenes shots. Mm-hmm. When will it be ready for actual occupancy by a tenant? Uh, that is looking like uh, March 2022. So at the moment, the Commonwealth Hotel, affectionately known by some as, as Murphy's Pub, um, as you know, uh, previous council purchased that building. Uh, it needed to be saved. It was falling down. The foundations um, were failing. So that was painstakingly pulled down piece by piece. Um, and for anyone who goes through and has a look at the facade completed uh, and, and has a look at some of the photos that we've put up along the journey, you'll see it was like a bit of a jigsaw puzzle. So pulled down piece by piece, stored off site. And then once the foundation work had been completed, um, each piece was, was brought back in. And it, the whole process has been overseen by uh, local architect Peter Johnson uh, as well as engineers. Uh, it's been put back together. And I guess, if you like, the original footprint of the pub now has been constructed. Well, I've certainly seen it both when it was trading and as you have uh, years mm-hmm. ago. I've mm. seen it after it was closed and I've seen the massive cracks that were in the wall. In fact, mm. it was told to me, whether jokingly or seriously at one stage, that before the old shopping centre was demolished, that was the old Lowe's corner, it was semi, semi-seriously said to me, Lowe's is holding up Murphy's Pub. So uh, it's marvellous to see what, what can be done with determination and, of course, a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, so much money has been spent and I completely understand... Um, you know, the, the reluctance by some to embrace the spend on the Commonwealth Hotel, uh, it is a lot of money. However, I think most people in Ipswich will agree we've lost so much, uh, so many of our beautiful heritage buildings. And um, this one, if we, well, you know, the decision was made to buy it, it needed to be restored. So that restoration work needed to be done. And, and yes, there is a lot going on underneath when you talk about the foundations and where the original, I, d- I do remember where that original Lowe's uh, shop was. There's a lot going on under there with the car park. You know, mm-hmm. this, this goes back to the days of Kern construction. Yes. Uh, you've also got the railway uh, going underneath. So it is a very tricky site to, to achieve the stability needed to hold up that old building, but we've achieved it. Uh, like I said, with... Um, you know, under the close watch of engineers and and local architects. Sticking with the Commonwealth Hotel, just another couple of minutes, uh, Councillor Doyle, at the June round of committees in your committee, there was a proposal put up for an extension to the Commonwealth Hotel. How did that go in the committee? Yes, so at yesterday's committee, we endorsed the recommendation to extend the Commonwealth Hotel to the rear to increase its footprint. Uh, it will require a further uh, approximate $5 million investment. So we've just been talking about, obviously, the restoration work that's taken place. It has been restored to its original footprint. Um, it's the, that, that footprint and, and that little space was taken to the market to see if there was any appetite or interest uh, by a, a commercial um operator to come in and operate uh, within that existing footprint. Uh, sadly, uh, there there wasn't a lot of interest. And yesterday during committee, I did question council officers to explain 
why, you know, back in the day, Murphy's Hotel, Murphy's Pub was a very successful uh, live music and, and, and pub venue. Um, why could that existing footprint not work today? And the way um, it's been explained by our property guys uh, is that it's, you know, as, as things change, obviously, over the years, people are looking for multiple offerings at that one venue. So it's not just beverages, they are looking for food, they are looking for entertainment and, and most of our large hoteliers also include obviously poker machines. So existing footprint couldn't accommodate all that so the market was telling us uh, the space needed to be extended and um, excitingly we do have a large hotelier uh, extremely interested that we're negotiating with to take up that space. So well, that's that's good to hear because there's going to be hundreds of hungry council workers right next door. There will. On the, the 28th of June, um, I hope our local um, cafes and coffee shops are, are, are ready um, because, yes, there will be lots of uh, hungry uh, workers um, down in that space. You talked about June 28 as the official opening date for One mm. Nicholas Street and the Children's Library. Will all the council workers be in on the first day or is it a staged move? It has been a staged move over a fortnight. So um, many council officers will be working at home for, for some of that time uh, while uh, their equipment and, and files are transferred across. So yes, it has been a huge logistical exercise, but uh, the team here have been managing it very well. So, no, staff will go over uh, gradually over that two-week period and um, the, saving the best to last, the elected officials won't go over until the, the very end. Are there any plans for public celebrations on or around the 28th? Absolutely. We have our, our big opening on that day where, you know, there will be a lot of um, official uh, guests invited. Most importantly for me, there will be uh, a number of our school principals and, and library staff uh, invited to that because as much as it's, um, you know, an important day where we open up the new administration building, an important piece of that is our, our dedicated children's library there and it is an opportunity to attract uh, a lot of visitors from within Ipswich and outside. A great facility there for educators. So um, a great opportunity to um, inject um, some some you know money back into the local economy. Just reflecting on your time as chairperson of the Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee, what are the changes you've seen in terms of governance of the project since the current council was elected in March 2020? Okay, so I. From a governance um, perspective, obviously the um, CBD Redevelopment Committee was set up as well as the uh, Retail Subleasing Committee um, of which um, I uh, attend um, and, and participate. Um, and I guess both of those committees provide um, the governance and transparency that's required and therefore reporting obligations. So everyone is across what's going on each and every week down there because as you've mentioned, it is a very complex jigsaw puzzle that is being put together and lots of variables. Um, we have our ministerial um, exemption in place, for instance, everyone knows about with regard to the cinema. Well, that only applies to leasing arrangements down in the precinct. If, if a prospective tenant wants to move outside of a traditional leasing arrangement, the, the ministerial consent uh, won't apply to that. That's, I guess, just one of the nuances down there. 
um, local councils aren't usually in the business of being um, developers or shopping centre managers, but this is a situation we're finding ourselves in. Um, another project that is underway, I guess from a governance perspective, we, we're looking to create a precinct management team. Again, local government council officers aren't in the business of being shopping centre or retail precinct managers. So think somebody needs to be down there managing uh, the tenants around waste and, and bin services and advertising and um, all those um, sorts of things. So there will absolutely be a dedicated team set up uh, with obviously reporting obligations back to council so everybody knows what's going on. So what's been your feedback from residents since the committee was established? Do you think they're being better informed about how decisions are made? Certainly there is the uh, ability there for people to be better informed and, and that might be via watching the live stream committee meetings. Um, the Nicholas Street Precinct team put out updates regularly um, via the Nicholas Street Precinct uh, Facebook page. Um, but as you know, we as elected reps discovered during our campaigns and certainly over the last 12 months, connecting with residents uh, in the current environment can be tricky. Not all of our residents uh, are on social media or digitally connected. For instance, Council Fechner and I um, represent the traditional suburbs um, of Ipswich and our seniors aren't on social media, aren't on the internet and they're looking for, you know, the traditional newspaper or newsletter form. So Through the letterbox. Um, absolutely, mm, absolutely. Mm. So I, I acknowledge that that is a challenge and there are still a lot of people who don't completely understand um, what is going on down there. In a recent example, we did the Domestic Violence Action Group Walk uh, recently in the evening, we all held a candle and, and walked down there and I could hear women behind me as we approached Toma Place, just gobsmacked, if you like, about what had been created down there. They had no idea that this beautiful space had been constructed. So uh, I acknowledge uh, getting the information out to residents. Um, it's tricky and complex, but we do try and use all channels to get that information out there. Talking of Toowoomba Place, it is big, shiny and new and people are absolutely amazed when they see it for the first time. Do you think it's being utilised to its maximum potential yet? I, I, you know, some days you are down there and there's a lot of people about and then other days it's, it's very quiet. And this is, um, the space has always been about activation and having those key anchor tenants to activate the space. Um, we are not a shopping centre, so the draw card is not to come in and, and, and shop. It is about activation and whether that's a performance on the live stage, uh, something on the big uh, digital screen we have there now, um, or down the track, a cinema, a go-kart track. So I guess it's not being uh, activated or utilised to full capacity because it's not activated 24-7. But we will move to that eventually can I just take you back to your little walkthrough for us before and you talked about mm -hmm. the old city plaza. Uh, there are lots of other spaces that have to be leased across the various property holdings that Council has fronting Nicholas Street and there's been some tantalising numbers reported in terms of new businesses. You, you said before that you couldn't mention specifically to do with the old city plaza. Are there any tenants that you can mention or tease us with at this point in time? Well... <laughs> Alan. Just putting you on the uh, spot a little bit. Yeah. 
Look, um, we we did talk on the floor yesterday um, about the Commonwealth Hotel and that is a large uh, hotel operator going in there. So I can absolutely talk about that. Within Metro uh, A, the sorry, Metro B, the tenancies that will front Union Place, those are at heads of agreement and negotiations towards executing a lease. So I can't talk about the names. But Are you prepared to give us a time frame then? Uh, well, we're working towards, um, certainly within the next three months, being mm-hmm. able to announce publicly the, the names of uh, the uh, food um, eateries that are going in there. Um, Think Metro A, um, which is, I guess, the other side or backs on to Metro B, where you used to walk through City Plaza, that's been... Um, I guess, earmarked for a bit of a, a medical and, and beauty services precinct. So um, I think nail bars, we'll just have like to that. Be pa- I'll, I'll just have to be patient. Oh, look, we, we do. <laughs> and, you know, we are, as much as we don't want to be, we are competing, uh, competing in this space with, with other uh, shopping centres and we don't want to go uh, tipping anyone off about the, the great um, offerings that we've managed to secure in there until these things are, are signed on the dotted line. Um, you know, we don't want to lose any of our prospective tenants. Yep. You mentioned earlier in our chat that council isn't in the business of running shopping centres per se, mm. and it's previously been flagged that council would consider selling some or all of the commercial properties when they are fully tenanted. Uh, has council even thought about a year when that might happen? So yesterday during committee, we were talking about, um, you know, potentially the two-year mark, certainly for something like the, the Commonwealth Hotel. At the moment, it's earmarked to be finished um, with the tenant in there in about 12 months' time. Give them a good 12 months to run it successfully as a going concern, and that would seem like a really good time to take it to the market where there would be strong interest from the market for a private investor uh, snapping up that building with with a really good healthy tenant in place. And we're absolutely investigating all of the options throughout the entire precinct. Again, it's very difficult, you know, for legal reasons and confidentiality reasons. I can't talk about specific deals that have been brought to council, but um, what I can say is confidence is returning to Ipswich. I am just delighted um, by the interest by external investors uh, in what we're doing down there, private superannuation companies, um, right through to the smaller um, investors, people purchasing um, buildings within you know, our CBD there. So confidence is returning. We're absolutely considering um, the best possible time to start offloading some of those assets. And of course, over the top of all this, we've got our navigation out of COVID and the community being fully vaccinated. There's a lot of things to consider, I guess. Yeah, my goodness. You know, it's uh, sometimes I think it's as if, you know, our switch CBD is, you know, has been up against it for so many years. And just as we start to find our feet, we're hit with COVID. COVID mm. is the worst possible thing to happen to anybody um, trying to develop, you know, a, a retail or, or food precinct. Tenants are understandably nervous um, if they can't get the foot traffic um, to be successful, and that's what COVID's done. It's, you know, at times kept people indoors, you're not allowed to venture out. So the, the restaurant and, and cafe scene certainly has been... Um, hardest hit, one would argue, decimated in some cities, some states. Councillor Marley Doyle, you've been very generous with your time, so thank you for talking with Ipswich today. 
Thank you, guys. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page. You can follow this podcast on your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.